Welcome to Tales from Long Ago, a podcast brought to you by tutusandfairytales.com, bringing wonder to your family through stories and crafts. Today we're continuing to read the Brothers Grimm story, The Fisherman and His Wife. The man went, and when he came to the palace, the castle had become much larger, and had a great tower and magnificent ornaments, and the sentinel was standing before the door and there were numbers of soldiers with kettle-drums and trumpets. And when he went inside the house, everything was of real marble and gold, with velvet covers and great golden tassels. Then the doors of the hall were opened, and there was the court in all its splendor, and his wife was sitting on a high throne of gold with diamonds, with a great crown of gold on her head, and a scepter of pure gold and jewels in her hand, and on both sides of her stood her maidens-in-waiting in a row each of them always one head shorter than the last. Then he went and stood before her and said, Ah, wife, and now you are king. Yes, said the woman, now I am king. So he stood and looked at her, and when he had looked at her thus for some time, he said, And now you are king, let all else be. Now we will wish for nothing more. Nay, husband, said the woman, quite anxiously, I find time passes very heavily, and I can bear it no longer. Go to the flounder. I am king, but I must be emperor, too. Alas, wife, why do you wish to be emperor? Husband, she said, go to the flounder. I will be emperor. Alas, wife, said the man, he cannot make you emperor. I must not say that to the fish. There is only one emperor in the land, an emperor the flounder cannot make you. I assure you he cannot. What? said the woman. I am the king, and you are nothing but my husband. Will you go this moment? Go at once. If he can make a king, he can make an emperor. I will be emperor. Go instantly. So he was forced to go. As the man went, however, he was troubled in mind, and thought to himself, It will not end well. It will not end well. Emperor is too shameless. The flounder will at last be tired out. With that he reached the sea, and the sea was quite black and thick, and began to boil up from below so that it threw up bubbles, and such a sharp wind blew over it that it curdled, and the man was afraid. Then he went and stood by it and said, Flounder, flounder by the sea, come, I pray you, here to me, for my wife, good Isabel, has sent me here against my will. Well, what does she want, then? said the flounder. Alas, flounder, said he, my wife wants to be emperor. Go to her, said the flounder. She is emperor already. So the man went, and when he got there the whole palace was made of polished marble, with alabaster figures and golden ornaments, and soldiers were marching before the door blowing trumpets and beating cymbals and drums, and in the house barons and counts and dukes were going about as servants. Then they opened the doors to him, which were made of pure gold, and when he entered there sat his wife on a throne, which was made of one piece of gold and was at least two miles high, and she wore a great golden crown that was three yards high, and set with diamonds and carbuncles, and in one hand she had the scepter, and in the other the imperial orb, and on both sides of her stood the yeoman of the guard in two rows, each being smaller than the one before him, from the biggest giant, who was two miles high, to the very smallest dwarf, just as big as my little finger and before it stood a number of princes and dukes. Then the man went and stood among them and said, Wife, are you emperor now? 
Yes, said she. Now I am emperor. Then he stood and looked at her well. And when he had looked at her for some time, he said, Wife, be content now that you are emperor. Husband, said she, why are you standing there? Now I am emperor, but I will be pope too. Go to the flounder. Alas, wife, said the man, what will you not wish for? You cannot be pope. There is but one Christendom. He cannot make you pope. Husband, said she, I will be pope. Go immediately. I must be pope this very day. No, wife, said the man, I do not want to say that to him. That would not do. It is too much. The flounder can't make you pope. Husband, said she, what nonsense. If he can make an emperor, he can make a pope. Go to him directly. I am emperor, and you are nothing but my husband. Will you go at once? Then he was afraid, and went. But he was quite faint, and shivered, and shook, and his knees and legs trembled. And a high wind blew over the land, and the clouds flew, and towards the evening all grew dark, and the leaves fell from the trees, and the water rose and roared as if it were boiling, and splashed upon the shore. And in the distance he saw the ships which were firing guns in distress, pitching and tossing on the waves. And yet in the midst of the sky there was still a small bit of blue, though on every side it was as red as in a heavy storm. So, full of despair, he went and stood in much fear and said, Flounder, flounder by the sea, come, I pray you, here to me, for my wife, good Isabel, has sent me here against my will. Well, what does she want, then? said the flounder. Alas, said the man, she wants to be pope. Go to her, then, said the flounder. She is pope already. So he went, and when he got there he saw what seemed to be a large church surrounded by palaces. He pushed his way through the crowd. Inside, however, everything was lighted up with thousands and thousands of candles, and his wife was clad in gold, and she was sitting on a much higher throne, and had three great gold crowns on and round about her there was much ecclesiastical splendor, and on both sides of her was a row of candles, the largest of which was as tall as the very tallest tower, down to the very smallest kitchen candle, and all the emperors and kings were on their knees before her, kissing her shoe. Wife, said the man, and looked attentively at her, are you now Pope? Yes, said she, I am Pope. So he stood and looked at her, and it was just as if he were looking at the bright sun. When he had stood looking at her thus for a short time, he said, Wife, if you are Pope, do let well enough alone. But she looked as stiff as a post, and did not move or show any signs of life. Then said he, Wife, now that you are Pope, be satisfied. You cannot become anything greater now. I will consider about that, said the woman. At this, they both went to bed, but she was not satisfied, and greediness let her have no sleep, for she was continually thinking what there was left for her to be. The man slept well and soundly, for he had run about a great deal during the day, but the woman could not fall asleep at all, and flung herself from one side to the other the whole night through, thinking always what more was left for her to be, but unable to call to mind anything else. At length the sun began to rise, and when the woman saw the red of dawn she sat up in bed and looked at it. And when, through the window, she saw the sun thus rising, she said, 
Cannot I, too, order the sun and moon to rise? Husband, she said, poking him in the ribs with her elbow, wake up, go to the flounder, for I wish to be like God is. The man was still half asleep, but he was so horrified that he fell out of bed. He thought he must have heard wrong and rubbed his eyes and said, Alas, wife, what are you saying? Husband, said she, if I can't order the sun and moon to rise, and have to look on and see the sun and moon rising, I can't bear it. I shall not know what it is to have another happy hour unless I can make them rise myself. Then she looked on him so terribly that a shudder ran over him and said, Go at once. I wish to be like God. Alas, wife, said the man falling on his knees before her, the flounder cannot do that. He can make an emperor and a pope. I beseech you. Go on as you are, and be Pope. Then she fell into a rage, and her hair flew wildly about her head, and she cried, I will not endure this. I'll not bear it any longer. Will you go? Then he put on his trousers and ran away like a madman. But outside a great storm was raging, and blowing so hard that he could scarcely keep his feet. Houses and trees toppled over. The mountains trembled. Rocks rolled into the sea. The sky was pitch black, and it thundered and lightened, and the sea came in with black waves as high as church towers and mountains, and all with crests of white foam at the top. Then he cried, but could not hear his own words, Flounder in the sea, come, I pray you, hear to me, for my wife, good Isabel, has sent me here against my well. Well, what does she want, then? said the flounder. Alas, said he, she wants to be like God. Go to her, and you will find her back again in the dirty pigsty. And there they are living still at this very time. That concludes the story of the fisherman and his wife, and we hope you enjoyed it. We believe there is nothing more important than family, and we know that shared experiences are one of the best ways for families to connect. So we invite you to enjoy these and other stories together. We'd also appreciate a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts, if you feel that we've earned it. This is the Tales from Long Ago podcast, brought to you by Eric and Marilee McDonald at tutusandfairytales.com. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you'll be back again for another story soon.